Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Well, hello and happy Friday, everyone. i tell you what, I've got some good, juicy stuff for you today. and We're, we're going to jump right into that in just a moment. But first, I want to give uh, a quick shout out to Sato Ruin. That's at least the name of the review that was posted on the podcast. Um, and it turns out it's a gentleman named Paul because he also messaged me. He said, speaking the truth, Corey speaks the truth. He shares his knowledge and wisdom in a way that does not sound preachy. Thank goodness, because I don't want to sound preachy. Paul said his voice is comforting and motivational, and each podcast is just the right amount of time for the subject he is talking about. And then Paul also went on to actually send me a message, which was so kind of him. He said, congratulations on your podcast, Corey. I actually binge-watched all the episodes the other day. He has binge-watch in quotations. Obviously, there's nothing to watch. He said, you have a gift... And thank you for sharing it with the world. Man, I am so touched. All of these incredible reviews, man, you guys and gals make my day. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Paul Satteruin. And uh, that scream name, I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but thank you. Now, let's jump in. Let's get to the juicy stuff, right? Let's get to the good stuff. So, see, there's a question that people ask my wife and I on a regular basis. And it usually sounds something like this. Corey, do you ever have a cheat meal? Allie, that's my wife, by the way. Her name's Allie. Hey, Allie, I just, I would love to know, like, what is your guilty pleasure? I mean, do y'all even have guilty pleasures? Well, let me go ahead, jump right in right here, and answer that question. No, I don't eat cheat meals. And no, we don't have any guilty pleasures. Now, there's a good chance you may be going like, what? Say what, Corey? You must be kidding. You mean you never eat anything bad? There's no way. I mean, you, you, you mean you don't like sweets or fried food or potato chips or hamburgers or pizza? I knew it. I knew it. He's not like we are. See, that's why it's harder for me because I love all that stuff. I love all that bad food. And people like you and Allie, you just don't enjoy it. You don't get what it's like to be like me. You just love your vegetables and your grilled chicken and your tofu and cardboard and all that stuff. Uh, okay, look. Right now, right here, I'd like to set the record straight. My wife and I both love, and I mean love, <laughs> delicious, decadent, indulgent food. You name it. Pizza, hamburgers, Mexican food, Chinese food, brunch, buffets. Yes, I said buffets. And sweets. Oh, my goodness. Do we love us some sweets and desserts. Matter of fact, <laughs> if there's any family members listening, they're going to be shaking their, they're going to be nodding their head right now. In my family, we're kind of known for taking all of the cake and pie leftovers at like Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> That's that, We're those people. I mean, we share if other people want some. But, but we're those people. We snag all the dessert leftovers. So, did I lie to you earlier? 
when I said, no, I don't eat cheat meals, and no, we don't have guilty pleasures. Was that a lie? No, I did not lie, and I'll explain exactly why. Because we never view those foods as bad. So we never feel guilty, and we never consider it cheating. Think about it. Just think about those three words. Bad, guilty, cheat. There is nothing positive about those words. They don't make you feel good about yourself. They don't encourage you to do better, and they certainly won't encourage you toward weight loss. You know what those three words do? Using terms like guilty pleasure and cheat meal and thinking of certain food as bad, it totally sabotages you. Whether you realize it or not, it instantly signals to your brain that you're doing something wrong and worthy of punishment. For some of us, the punishment comes in the form of hours and hours of grueling exercise, trying to work it off, which never works. And it just creates a terrible relationship between you and food and exercise. It's like a really nasty threesome. Sorry, sorry I said that, but that's what it's like. It's a horrible relationship between you and food and exercise. It takes something that can be wonderful and fun, and it distorts it into a dreadful gotta go pay my debt type of experience because that's how you feel. I've cheated and I'm guilty and I need to be punished and so I'm going to pay my debt when you go to the gym or when you go out for that run that you're dreading. Think about it. Just recently, I think it was maybe this past week, there was a news story about some Major League Baseball teams that were getting in trouble because they got caught for cheating. And guess what? They're going to be punished. People were fired, and they're talking about even banning them from baseball altogether. When you do something bad, or you're found guilty of something like cheating, you are punished. It's just the way our society works, and it's, I'm not saying it's the way it should work, or it's right, or it's wrong, but it's just hardwired into our brain. So why in the world, <laughs> why do we use these words and attach these words to our body, our food, and our day-to-day -day behaviors that we should enjoy? Hopefully, it's starting to click a little bit for you. Hopefully, you're starting to see how this makes no sense, and it actually works against us. Like I said earlier, it totally sabotages you. So what's the trick, right? How do you escape the bad food, cheat meal, guilty pleasure, punishment trap? Because that's what it is. Say it with me, okay? <laughs> you don't have to say it with me. I hate it when people make me do that. Bad food, cheat meal, guilty pleasure, punishment trap. That's it. That's the cycle. So how do you escape that? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you how Allie and I do it. And this is also exactly what I teach my clients. And there are three parts, okay? Three, three little things here that you can begin embracing and begin doing to really have a positive impact. Here we go. Number one, you've got to reject the... <laughs> let, me, let me start that back over. You've got to reject the this or that mentality and start believing that you can actually have it all. Now, let me explain. This is how, this right here, what I'm going to teach you, this is how, how you lose weight and keep it off. It's like the, 
the secret sauce, if you will. It's how you lose weight, keep it off for good without giving up your favorite foods. Because I got news for you. If you have to give up all your favorite foods to lose weight, you're never going to keep it off. So let me share a quick little story. Back last January, January of 2019, a lady named Susanna attended one of my free online classes. She decided to jump right in, join my coaching group, and get started. But as she was getting involved, as she was getting getting started, the program was a little different than what she anticipated. I could tell totally from her comments because Susanna was kind of like braced for impact. You know, she was braced and ready. She was waiting for me to like really crack down and tell everyone to stop eating bread or cut out all sweets or eliminate dairy or no more cheat meals or whatever. One time she even said, she posted in the group and she said, look, Corey, you need to understand, like if I don't eat sweets, I will straight up lose my will to live. <laughs> Little did she know how much I enjoyed sweets. Like, do you feel like that? Is there a food for you that you're like, if I don't eat that food, I will lose my will to live. Like, I might as well just just go ahead and sign me off. Now, Susanna was kind of joking, but not really. I later came to learn that she absolutely loved pizza, and she would usually eat something sweet, just like a little something, you know, like a Hershey Kiss or one of those, those little small, uh, like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, something like that. She would have just a little something sweet every day. And she was convinced that she had to totally cut those things out in order to get fit and achieve the body that she wanted. Now, there's a good chance that you probably think the exact same thing. Look, listen, please. This is simply not true. Not only is it not true, it's incredibly damaging to the way you think about eating right and losing weight. Susanna had a wrestling match going on inside her brain. On one side was her love of sweets. On the other side was her desire to lose weight and get fit. In her brain, it was this or that, one or the other. She could not eat sweets or pizza or whatever and still get results. That's, that's not the way it worked in her brain. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. I taught her, and I'm here to tell you, that you can have both. You can have your favorite foods and get great results. I know it sounds like a dream come true, but it is true. It's not a dream. It is just true. You've just got to know how to do it. And it all starts with getting rid of the terms like cheat meals and guilty pleasures. Susanna, as she began to learn this and embrace this and really practice it, she went on to lose weight improve her fitness dramatically and she was able to wear a pair of jeans that she could not fit into for almost 10 years and remember this is the most important part this all happened as she said this was straight from one of her comments pretty painlessly while i'm still having some sweets and friday night pizza <sighs> see you can have this and that it's not this or that it's this and that. You can have it all. You can have both. I promise. That's number one. Next up, number two. You've got to reject the idea of bad foods. Look, one of the primary problems that you face is that almost every diet out there makes you think there are good and bad foods and that you must eat the good foods and avoid the bad foods. You must never again eat the bad foods. 
Oh, look, this slings your body into shock. It shoots your cravings through the roof. It makes you feel super guilty and actually inhibits weight loss. Yes. Look, hardcore extreme dieting can actually work against you. Sometimes the harder you're trying, the more it can backfire on you. I know that sounds really discouraging. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. And, and here's why. Because before you know it, that guilt of messing up on that super strict diet, that, like you mess up again and again, and then you have cheat meals and, and you're eating bad, quote unquote, bad foods. It's made you start to believe that you are actually bad, that you are guilty and you don't deserve to lose weight and you need to punish yourself. So punish yourself with exercise or maybe your punishment is something different. Maybe your punishment is just being overweight and then you have to deal with it. And the worst part, because you cheated and because you're guilty, you almost feel like you deserve it. You know what? I deserve to be fat. That's not a term I would ever use. You guys know that. I don't I'm not calling anyone fat, but I'm just saying that mental chatter in your brain, it's terrible. It's negative. It's harsh. We talk to ourselves in ways we would never talk to someone else. I deserve to be fat. I deserve to be overweight because I cheated, because I'm guilty. I couldn't do it. I didn't do that diet. And then you start to feel like there's no hope because you've tried the toughest, newest, strictest diet or weight loss program, but you just couldn't do it and it didn't work. But that very same diet, <laughs> it taught you all the wrong stuff. It taught you that there are good and bad foods and cheat meals and guilty pleasures. Look, listen, please, right now, grab a pen, grab your phone and open up the note section, whatever. Write this down. Food is not bad or good. All food is situational. I'm going to prove it to you. You ready? I want you to think of the worst food, the quote-unquote worst food that you can imagine. Something that you feel has absolutely no nutritional benefit and it is terrible for you. Like if you eat it, it will kill you, you know? Okay, you got it? Seriously, I want you to do it. Just, just hang with me. Think of that food, whatever it is for you. Now, imagine you were hiking or you're on a camping trip. You're out in the wilderness somewhere. And you stumble upon, you discover this poor little nine-year-old girl who wandered off from her family. She, she had gotten lost, and she's been missing for months and months. And you found her. And she is, oh, bless her heart, she's just skin and bones, and she has nearly starved to death. And all you have is that so-called king of all bad foods, that terrible food that you just thought of. That's all you have. Now, would you say, look here, little lady, I know you're hungry and you're starving to death, but this food right here, well, it's, it's really bad for you. So you can't eat it, but hopefully, just hang tight, hopefully I can find you some broccoli and an apple real soon. <laughs> no, no, right? Like, that's, that's absurd. Heck no. That so-called worst food ever would be the best, most amazing food on the planet. And it might save that girl's life. Do you see my point? Food is not bad or good. It's all situational. And the sooner you can understand and embrace that, the sooner you can enjoy, truly enjoy your life and your body and your food more than ever. 
all while still losing weight and moving towards your weight loss goals. So that's number two. Next up, last but not least, number three, use different words. (laughs) What you say to yourself and out loud makes a difference. You may not think so, but I'm telling you it does. And science shows it again and again. The words that we routinely speak and hear are incredibly powerful in shaping the way we see ourselves and our life. And if I may add one more, those words also shape your view of food and your chances of losing weight. So how about this? Let's do away with all the negative, punishable stuff like cheat meals and guilty pleasures and bad foods. And instead, I'd like to invite you to use the same phrases, the same terms that Allie and I use and that I teach my clients. We don't have guilty pleasures or cheat meals. Instead, (laughs) we enjoy the crap out of honor roll meals, 100% guilt-free, zero guilt, pure enjoyment, honor roll meals. Yes, just like the honor roll when you were in school. And for us, there are no bad foods. We don't believe in that. There are no bad foods. There's just some stuff that we would call kind of off-the-map foods. Man, those are just a little off-the-map. Now, this opens up a whole can of worms, and I could go on and on and explain how these terms came to be and explain exactly what they mean. But that may be like total boring city for you, so I'm not going to do that. So how about this? Instead, if you want to know more about honor roll meals and off-the-map foods and why we use those terms, then just let me know. Shoot me a message or uh, tag me on social media, and I will do an entire episode just for those. But right now, let's wrap this up. So how do you escape the bad food, cheat meal, guilty pleasure, punishment trap? Well, number one, you reject the, the this or that mentality and understand that super strict diets and all the super strict stuff, it actually works against you. You got to start believing you actually can have it all. You can lose weight and get fit and still enjoy delicious, indulgent food. Not only can you do that, it's really the only way to do it. Next up, number two, reject the idea of bad foods. Food is not bad or good, and you are not good or bad when you eat it. Think about it. You've heard somebody say it. You've probably said it yourself. Oh, I've been bad lately. You know, come on, man. No, you're not good or bad based off what food you eat. You're wonderful regardless. Look, all food is situational, and all food is meant to be enjoyed in its proper place and time. Lastly, number three, watch your language. (laughs) Start using different words. Stop with cheat and guilty and bad and start using honor roll meal and off-the-map foods. I know it may sound kind of corny, but it makes a difference. Okay, gang, that's it. Remember, if you want to hear more about those terms that we use, like on a roll meal, for example, just shoot me a message or tag me on social media and say it. Dude, tell me more about this. Let me know, and I'll do an entire episode explaining more. Also, as you know, I'm always absolutely honored and humbled when I see a new review pop up on Apple Podcasts. So if you have a few free minutes, hop on there, post a review. And last but not least, remember, there is more to your body than how much you weigh. And losing weight is really about gaining life. Y'all are the best. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.